I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> Hello, my friends, and welcome to another edition of Android Faithful. We are your weekly source of hardware, apps, news, pixel predictions, hardware, fun stuff, anything you can think of under the sun about Android. That is us, because we are the Android Faithful. I'm Ron Richards, and joining me as always is Huindu Adao and Michelle Ramon. Happy Pixel Eve to you both. Welcome. Happy Pixel Eve. Uh, we, we, we are <laughs> back on... The unfortunate timing of us always having an episode right before a major event. Exactly. It, we, yeah. are, we are recording this on Tuesday, October 3rd in the evening. Uh, like we call, like I've been calling it Pixel Eve as tomorrow morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern time is the Google Pixel event, uh, the made by Google event, uh, Pixel 8 uh, rollout, etc. And I couldn't be more excited to have a very special guest to help us get sight for Pixel Eve. None other than Mr. Wombagnell. Welcome to the show. There he is. What's up? <laughs> I have my mic muted. I had some stuff happening in here that was noisy. <laughs> we, appreciate, we appreciate you writing the mute, but of course it happens right when you get intro. So, so Juan, exactly. you, not only are you here to join us for Pixel Eve, but you also yeah. are actually um, the first second timer guest on the new show. So, what? Yeah, can, oh, wow. b- believe what? it or not, you are our first uh, second guest. Oh, that's awesome. And and I'm so excited that that we have like more temperate weather because like the last time I was on the show I had ice blocks in my pants <laughs> because we had like hundred degree weather outside. Right. So now you won't see me like 
melting right. during the course of the show. Yeah. I'm stoked. There we go. We're lucky for that. So, um, how, how do you, <laughs> y'all lucky. How, do you I am how do you like to celebrate Pixel Eve? I mean, do you, I mean do you celebrate? Do you choose to celebrate, or or, or do you not observe? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I okay. do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is it is definitely a, a family experience right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> as as we speak, my daughter is playing the Queen's Gambit on the Pixel tablet. <laughs> So she is. She's learning about. She's learning about chess. All right, um, I, I'm going through all of my uh, beta, my Android 14 beta phones. I've got three. Nice. So my Pixel Seven Pro, I'm a Pixel, <laughs> uh, my Pixel Fold, and then I'm also I'm like I've got a little shelf over there, and I think I might try and trot out like just some of the older. Like uh, I haven't, I haven't just spent any quality time with the Pixel Five lately. It's, it's been. A- it was a cute little phone, and I kind of miss all it. All right, so. cool. Give it a shot. It, it's it's it's. It's a holiday. You know, if, if I had planned in advance, I would have gotten all of my Pixel devices here around me. You put them under the tree on Pixel Eve. And, ho- <laughs> and, so. and we meditate what on we, Pixel's past. I love we, it. We need an official, you know, um, uh, appropriation of pagan ritual. Yeah. What would you Exactly, for Pixel Eve. For, for a, 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 a holiday, a Pixel Eve yep. bush, a Pixel Eve dessert. Right. And you have to put your Pixels under the thing. Uh, I, someone in the chat, please, yeah. please help. I would us like to say, so Wild West Dan watching live on Twitch says, "Hanging our old Pixel phones on my monitor stand now, and I put a sock on my mantle in case I get something oh, overnight." <laughs> what if, um, what if we bake nice. an old Pixel into a cake, and then whoever that's gets a good idea. That's a good idea. What Pixel yeah, it is like wins that. something. Wins a win, gets the family. And we, we also have a request in from YouTube from mm-hmm. Pack NW who is asking if Juan will dress up as Santa Pixel. Dress up as Santa so, Pixel. So, um, so this. So by the way, if you like Android Faith and you want to participate in this live every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, we are on YouTube and Twitch. So you can, you can do that uh, at youtube.com slash dailytechnewshows and twitch.tv slash goodayinternet um, from our friends at Daily Tech News Show helping us, uh, letting us crash on their channels. <laughs> so, all right, well, before we get into more pixel predictions and things like that, real quickly, I want to remind everybody, as I mentioned last week, just a quick reminder, we are on Mastodon. We did it. We made the jump. Um, we are at Android Faithful at AndroidDev.social. Um, we went to where all the Android devs be at. Uh, that's that's where... Except for Wynn. Except win. for Wynn, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Juan, in the pre-show on live, you said you weren't you, you weren't using the, the Twitter X uh, uh, that much, but are you, are you on no, the Mastodon? Really are, you doing, are you doing that? Yeah. I, 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 so I, I'm kind of poking around everything. Like, I even dug out an old Pebble account. You know, this uh, yep. Pebble.is. Um, so the, the, the account that I'm spending the most time on just for my own personal mental well-being is Mastodon. Oh, great. The, the, the nerds over on Mastodon are legit nerds <laughs> and, uh, the Linux communities and the FOSS communities are amazing. Yep. Like the quality of conversations that are hanging out there. And that's actually where I started cyber stalking Michelle again was like, oh man, he's posting like this whole thread. And I'm here for it. There you go. There <laughs> so it is. I, I, I feel like the, if you're feeling a little displaced, if you don't have your micro-blogging site, mm. spend a little time, follow a couple hashtags, and I think Mastodon will treat you All well. Right. well. And you can follow us at Android Faithful, so we're on there. So, um, and I am. And then also, before we get into the Pixel Eve uh, festivities, Wynn, you have a special uh, special report for us. I, I, need a, I yeah. need sound effects for breaking. We don't have a breaking news sound effect yet. Breaking yeah. news. I could, no, I, could no, do the, no. I could do the funeral music <laughs> if we want, but um, that's probably not appropriate here. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so apparently um, tomorrow, if you aren't aware, the uh, if you're in the U.S., the National Wireless Emergency Alert System will be testing. So everybody's phones are going to ring, I think, at the same time, real loud. And I was telling the crew before that I really hope it happens during the Pixel event, not because I want to sabotage it, but I just think it'd be really funny. But 
if you yeah but this is a thing that is happening across the u.s and it will happen to all phones it's basically just an emer- a test of the emergency system i think female so at a whatever gov- rel- at a, yeah, a, government at about 2 20 p.m eastern tomorrow ah 2 20 p.m yeah. thank you i didn't actually so. somehow i missed the time so there you go 2 20 p.m eastern if you get a phone call or if everybody in the room gets a phone call at once don't panic yet i don't think it's it is only a and test. i don't think it's gonna be a phone call i think it's gonna be that like crazy loud ant eh, noise yeah. right like when there's an eh, amber alert eh. right um i would like to i would yeah. like to note that I, I let my sister know who is a high school teacher and she says right at the end of the school day every phone in the building great <laughs> so <laughs> awesome 2.20 is still still in, in the middle midst of, of things and, and work days so yeah. just FYI um, imagine all the lost dollars in productivity tomorrow but it's exactly. okay but just letting y'all know in case, well, I mean if you are listening to this after October 4th, then sorry, we didn't get you. No. Yeah, no, but if you, if you download the podcast tonight or listening to it on your commute tomorrow morning on your way to go celebrate pixel day, um, you'll know that it's, it's coming. And maybe if all the people with the pixel eights at the event, there'll, there'll be some sort of, some sort of harmonious event where the pixel eights participate in this after the event. So <laughs> while you're waiting for your pixel to get updated to Android 14, exactly. just waiting oh, for yeah, don't, don't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't stare at it too hard or hold it too close. <laughs> yeah, to don't, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't hold it up to the sun either that's it no anyway um i know i'm gonna be in like a flow and then like 10 devices on my desk are gonna erupt. i mean that, like oh, that's a really good point like because i i because i've got i've got my daily driver phone i've got a phone that will not be made named that i'm running tests on i've got my work yes. phone i've got it won't happen to my tablet right it'll happen to my wife's phone like yeah, I think we're gonna need to like manage to minimize the amount. I mean, Michelle, I can't oh, yeah, imagine. I, Do you have like a box of phones that are all gonna go off, or <laughs> uh, most of them are off. I, I don't keep them all on, but yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of like six different phones going off tomorrow. Oh no, I have like four phones on my desk. My husband carries two phones. Or oh, oh, it's gonna gosh, be bad. It's gonna be bad. So <laughs> this is definitely a us versus them problem. Not like verse, but like I was trying to explain to my my dad was asking about this, and I was like, because we were, actually my I was talking to my my dad was asking about the show, and we were talking about. Um, price points on phones, right? And and mm. and yeah. you know, I was talking about foldables, how they're like prohibitively expensive and stuff like that. He's like, right, but does anybody care about that anymore? Doesn't everyone just go to their carrier and pay like a monthly whatever it is, and like your your bill is X amount of dollars, and that includes the phone? And I was like, you know, I don't know because I haven't done that for ten years, and that is, you know, we're yeah. we're in a. I, I, you know, I hate I, I privilege, rarefied, whatever it is, but we're definitely in a different spot as people who are living and breathing with these phones and getting review oh, units yeah. and buying unlocked phones and like not wanting to be tethered to just one phone and one carrier. That like I gotta admit, I am distant from the millions of people and how they get a new phone, right? And so, yeah. yeah. Crazy. I know. There you go. So, I still, you see, I can't stop talking about Android, even when we're not doing the show. I'm like talking to my dad about it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, with, without a further ado, let's, uh, let's get into Pixel Eve because it is the night before the Pixel event. Um, so I hope that you've been good this year and I hope that you wrote to Santa Google. Um, but so as we mentioned, uh, tomorrow, October 4th, 2023, uh, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, that's 7 a.m. Pacific. I know someone in the chat room was asking what time Pacific it was at 7 a.m. Um, the Made by Google event will be happening live in New York City. Um, they're going to be live streaming it both on Google's website and on their YouTube channel. Um, so you should be able to find it. If you just Google Made by Google event or Google event, you'll find it easily tomorrow. Um, but so a quick kind of like, you know, preview of what we're going to see, because I, I don't, 
you know, it seems like everything's been leaked at this point. But um, yeah. but yeah. we're expecting the Pixel 8 and Pixel Pro. We've already seen some sneak peeks at them. Um, we've gotten some sense of the colorways that we can expect and things like that. Um, so definitely new phones. Um, we're also, we can dive into that a little more in a little bit. Um, we're also expecting the new Pixel Watch 2, which we've seen. It's going to it's gonna have a new crown um, and uh, some other, you know, other neat sensors on the back of it and things like that. Fitbit incur- uh, integration, as you can see from the Fitbit icon on the on the Google's own sneak peek video that they put out. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're going to see some Pixel Buds Pro. And in fact, Michelle, you've got some stuff on the new Pixel Buds Pro that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, and then, um, you know, the launch of Android 14, maybe? I mean, that's that's what we're all expecting at this point <laughs> as, 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 as Android 14 watch continues. Um, and actually, uh, uh, we had uh, a couple of carriers, including TELUS, uh, confirm that October 4th would be the launch date for uh, Android 14. So the, the the where in the world is Android 14 mystery can, can and probably will come to an end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the thing about Android as an ecosystem is there are too many people. You can't You can't have like a secret keeper like Apple where it's such a singular so as soon as you start communicating that stuff it's it's gonna get well out. so that that was my question was that like bravo to Google for like getting ahead of that and knowing that stuff is gonna leak yeah. and like putting out these sneak peeks and basically telegraphing what is gonna be announced and tomorrow's event as we've seen in previous events is gonna be likely okay we know what's coming out but how are they gonna present it how are they? What is the story they're going to tell? Much like Samsung, what is the what is the Google ecosystem going to look like? You know, I'm you know based on what we've seen and what we can expect from Google, we're going to see a lot of focus on the camera and photos and that what it can do. And then of course that leads us to the magic buzzword AI, which if this is anything like the Google I/O presentation, uh, we might be in for it with the AI. I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Take a, take a I, shot I think every that's... time they say the word AI. No. <laughs> See if you laugh. No, we'll it's a coma. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Because I wow. feel like that's the stuff that they can control that won't get kind of pushed out. You know, we, we've, we've seen a number of leaks. I mean, even in this article that we'll, we'll, we've linked in the show notes here, um, we, we have a pretty good handle on what, like, the hardware is going to be, what the, the, the internal specs are going to be. But those don't ever fully sort of detail the experience of using a Pixel. Yep. And that's the that's the area where Google can still come in tomorrow and give us something a little bit special and talk about their investments in in, a, in AI and machine learning. And it's always to remember things that like, even when we look at some of the deficiencies that we've had over the last two years with tensors, these Pixel phones have been capable of doing things that are very surprising when you put them up against other premium phone competition. And that's where I think Google has an opportunity to keep this conversation going. Some things might seem or look a little iterative, but we're looking at services and we're looking at relationships and we're looking at making everything as ubiquitous as we can with the relationship you have with your data. It's pretty amazing how this whole ecosystem, you know, like before I, I feel like maybe like what, I, I don't know. I mean, as, as a dev, like this is kind of new to me, this whole experience of like, we kind of know what's coming and now as I think you mentioned, like the conversation is the important part and that it actually benefits Google that we've been talking about this and quantificating on it and opining for like months and months and months. And they can, they can have a read on what we like. It was kind of funny. This is not quite the same thing, but I saw a conversation from an Android dev kind of just opining on, you know, um, the support, the security support update cycle on, you know, Android versus 
iOS. And it's so funny because nowadays we kind of know like, and, and it was, it was funny because now I can say, oh, well, if you want to know the big rumor is that we'll get seven years of security updates. So I, I don't know. I know that's like a small example, but it just feels like all these different conversations and all of this like focused, I don't, it's not focus testing, but it's like all this kind of like gathering of opinions and, and, and hot takes in the, in the run up just seems like just part of the drill now and actually beneficial. I don't know for everybody. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Just, just, yeah. Especially as a dev who someone doesn't, hasn't paid attention to this until I started doing these shows with you guys. It's been fun and interesting. Well, and that, that leads me, that leads me to my question, which is, do you think they're going to surprise us in any way, shape or form? I mean, I know that now this is like wild <laughs> speculation and stuff like that, but do we think that there's going to be anything that we don't know about? Like, cause we're all, you know, say, I'm going to say the A word, but Apple led us to believe what's the one more thing and what's the kind of exciting, exciting thing. And Google doesn't really play that game except when they do. Right. I feel like they, they, you know, when they have a reason to, I mean, Michelle, what do you think? The only thing that I think they could do that would be really surprising would be announcement of like satellite messaging service support in like a year from now. Cause like yeah. the kind of thing that would, if it, you know, if it's, if there's something they're planning to announce tomorrow and it's something that's immediately going to roll out or like roll out within a few weeks, it would have probably have leaked by now. Yeah. But something that they're working on that's like a year out from now and like they don't have like marketing materials, they didn't talk to carriers and whatnot. Yeah. That's something that could truly blindside us because, you know, there's no, that would have been something they would have been able to keep under wraps but uh, okay so, things, so we're gonna fit too many leaks we're gonna make this official right I'm, I'm gonna keep track of this right now and then we're gonna revisit this next next week so michelle you're you are hoping for or predicting some sort of um satellite you know kind of like future down the road not at rollout but like a hint of what's to come right so yeah. sat support i'm writing this down so we'll because i always i always say this and then i forget <laughs> okay so when is there anything uh that you that you that you would like to see or, or think they might surprise us with? Yeah. Um, I'll just echo what Chat said and just say that I think at this point any kind of software stuff, which is I mean yeah. software, anything anything cool software wise will be interesting. Although I mean we've leaked they, they've leaked a ton of like yeah. you know computational videography and chakra features, but is there something that probably does have to do with AI software wise that, that software wise software wise that? Yep. Why do I feel like I'm has a anyway yes software <laughs> dev person so software, software good yes software. um Juan, anything that you want to predict or anything you'd like to say i, I mean s s similar to when i think it's going to be a services conversation that is is going to talk about their investments in bard i i'd love to see some conversation about expanding the role of the smartphone yeah. i mean mm. google can be really good at that when they choose to do that yeah. but i'm a little anxious about some of the hardware tech that has been leaked for things like the rumors on desktop modes yeah. like We've had our hearts and our expectations raised on that with pixels several times in the past only to have that uh, fall through. But I think we're all in a conversation right now. Foldables are a yeah. part of this conversation. Yeah. AR glasses are a part of this conversation. And there's so much more we could be doing with our mobile tech. That's the opportunity Google has to shake their conversation. Well, and that and that's kind of what leads into my my hope or prediction is that is that you know we're going to see the Pixel Eight, we're going to see the Pixel Eight Pro, we're going to see the Pixel Watch, you know we're you know new Pixel Buds. These are all new hardware devices that are in the ecosystem, but they've already rolled out the Pixel Fold, they've rolled out the Pixel Tablet. Yeah. I've got my Pixel Tablet. Is the conversation going to be around what the Pixel ecosystem is and how that works and how you bounce from one to another? And then my last um, kind of wish or. Uh, 
chaotic good or chaotic neutral uh, thing is that given all the movement with Google Podcasts and YouTube and all this sort of stuff, like give me something yeah. with podcasts, something somewhere in podcasts. We'll see if that comes through or not. So, I mean, Ron, I think you'll get it, but I think it'll be you too. Oh yeah, it might it might piss me off, yeah, well, but well, yeah, well, but yeah. okay, just something then. But but when isn't that isn't that the problem? Mm. Google will will stage the way that they kind of try to transfer their audiences to different services but the headline is Google's killing this thing yep. and you're like you know if Google were better about getting ahead of that I don't feel well first of all they need to stop killing projects that's the main thing that's yeah. making that perception <laughs> with consumers but this is you know we're deep into this stuff the, the the folks in your chat right now I've seen so many of these faces in other like live streams yep. and other conversations this is the time that people who are just a little bit more on the periphery but still tech adjacent are going to get all this stuff confirmed. They're not the ones digging through Twitter for all the leaks and the rumors and exactly. stuff like that. And if no, Google no. can get out there and say, like to Ron's point, hey, you know, we really want to make this a more unified thing and it doesn't make sense for us to have these separate apps, it takes some of the sting hmm. off of the hundred people that were still using the Google Podcast app. You know, it's, and it reassures them that they're being taken care of. And I think that's a great actual segue also to the one thing I want to mention before we move on, which is that this is Google's time on the stage and this is Google's time to both talk to all of us who are neck deep in it and drove it, but it's also time to talk to everybody yeah. out there who's making purchasing decisions and and traditional and news. Yeah, traditional yeah. news and coming after the app. Apple event, seeing the disappointment and the declining sales on iPhones and like, you know, always wanting to pull market share over. And so I thought it was interesting when uh, this came out, this leaked video, um, a uh, outlining Google basically explaining how easy it is to switch to Pixel. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I wonder if, you know, I mean, obviously because of this leaked video that, that came out, you know, clearly they're going to be pushing. It's so easy to switch. It's no problem. And like that sort of thing. And how much of that becomes the story tomorrow for the conversation for people who are watching who aren't already on board with it. Right. Um, you know, we've seen. You know, and in fact, actually, this is uh, this is also a great wow. This this is the Segway show. I love it. I'm I'm gonna jump, yeah. um, Michelle. We're, I'm gonna jump over <laughs> Pixel Buds. We'll go back to Pixel Buds. But I think this is this is a great uh, segue. I gotta find it though. But we were talking about numbers, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. where is it? Uh, let me find. It. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, here it is. So the the Google. Uh, we, we talked recently. We talked about like sales numbers and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. and the yeah. fact that uh, and, and credit to Nine to Five Google for pointing this out. And Ben over at Nine to Five Google, who, who I saw recently, and it was good to see him in person. Um, he said the uh, the Google Pixel is not the only smartphone brand that didn't shrink in North America in, in Q two. Um, yeah, which which uh -huh. is you know which is highlighting the report from Canalys um, that specifies on smartphone shipments, um, saying that in Q two 2023, Google Pixel shipments were up 1.2 million. Units and that's uh, up about sixty percent from eight hundred thousand in Q two a year ago, um, and yeah. that they doubled their market share in North America to four percent as well. So, like, if Pixels on the rise, now's a good time to make a pitch to increase that even more, right? So. Yeah, for and, sure. And also, so impressive that they don't sell a cheap, cheap phone. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that's actually a pretty big deal when we yeah. talk about how the the market sort of shifts for stuff like that, because usually we're talking about like. The Android market is made up of a significant number of you got it for free at an MVNO low cost carrier yeah. kinds of phones. And this is this is pretty remarkable to see that turn from Google in this economy. Yep. 
And yep. And as JJ in the chat notes, uh, yep, JJ and we're gonna, and we're going to talk and we're going to talk about this. That part of this, and and actually part of the the cost conversation is the recent news is that Go- that Google actually has gained ground in Japan, which is the third largest co- economy in the world, and a huge you know you know uh, you know playground for mo- mobile and gaming tech. And yeah. so iPhone has had over 50% market share in Japan for like the last couple of years since like Q3 2021. And it, it really goes back to conversations we've been having, you know, when we talked about the Canalyst report and just, just the general economic insecurity and inflation across the world. It's so interesting because you're right, Juan. Pixel, Google doesn't sell a cheap, cheap phone, but a little bit of difference having, you know, the A series, having not a, you know, like, and, and there's like a lot of hullabaloo about the iPhone 15 Max, you know, basically being $100 more expensive because they got rid of like the base with it, the yeah. 128 gigabyte model. So there's a lot of, you know, movement in the world markets around pricing. And so in terms of the, you know, ground that, that Google is gaining in Japan, which again is huge, it's, it's not, it's, it's not big, you know, Google's still not a big player, but for having 12%, 12, 12% share in Japan, which is a six-fold increase over June last year, that's huge. That, I mean, that's 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 six times the market share, and a lot of that is again things that we've talked about that that we all have to deal with, which is like you know, <clears throat> pricing, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and also just consumer consumer trends, like people are caring about cheaper phones, better, you know, uh, better terms in terms of updates and, you know, the things that carriers are doing in terms of subsidies or not doing now. Um, yeah. And apparently like with the, with the yen in Japan being the lo- being the weeks it's been in like three decades, it actually makes a pixel, which again, is not that much cheaper than the iPhone, <laughs> still a better option. And actually I think it, they said specifically some analysts say specifically, I think the seven a and the six a are, are really kind of driving yeah. that increase. So it's all it's <laughs> it all ties together. Well, it's really yeah, interesting. The, the so, A series have, have have historically done a tremendous job of pointing people towards the experience that you're really using. Like, how many people do you know buy a thousand dollar phone and they're really only using about two hundred dollars worth of that? Phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the A series perfectly frames this like daily driver communicator great camera kind of experience and that message i think has done has done really well in a number of markets yeah. here what i'm really impressed to see though is that with the entire global smartphone industry taking a dive yeah. that google's marketing efforts and google's consistency on these new i just threw on five phones on my desk by saying the G. <laughs> and possibly with all of our listeners um, too. Sorry. <laughs> but, but that it's having a positive impact yeah. right now. They're not they're not holding steady. They are showing growth. Yeah. And in this market, it is incredible to be demonstrating growth right yeah, now. For sure. Google still has an uphill battle to face though when it comes to for sure. market share in the US, especially oh. because of the I know we weren't gonna bring up RCS, but because of the RCS slash iMessage debate. Yep. Like um, I do think there are other factors this generation that makes the Pixel 8 a more compelling reason to switch over. Like, as you saw, the the ad yeah. that was leaked that shows us the various reasons that make it not so painful to switch over from an iPhone, yep. but also the rumored seven years of support that makes it yes. you know, worth holding onto your phone for longer. Yeah. And also the potential freebies yeah. that we've talked about before, like the free Pixel watch. Like Google is going harder and harder on ecosystem, and that's been one of the main driving factors of locking people into one ecosystem. 
especially on the yeah. iPhone side. Yeah. You know, you get an Apple you know, Watch, and, and that's especially, it. You're an iPhone user. Yeah. Yeah. And Apple Watch is so good for that. I mean, we've had those conversations about Wear OS. Um, the, the, it's been interesting because, like, hanging out with the parents of my daughter's friends, you know, she's, uh, she's going to turn eight, she's in second grade. Um, there's this, like, mind share. There are a lot of pixels at her school. It's yeah. surprising to see. And there are iPhone owners who know It's so funny, I I don't remember a time before where iPhone owners have been aware of another phone's strengths, but the iPhone owners in our little circles know, oh, I really like the photos that so-and-so takes from from their Google phone. I just can't leave my iPhone and because like, like, of the lock-in and all this stuff. And it's so funny. Like I was in the I was in the bagel store the other day, and the guy saw my Pixel and was like, "Oh, is that a Pixel?" And like was asking me about the photos and stuff like that. And then um, oh, my yeah. kids, my kids' soccer coach texted me, and I got the little RCS lock I, in in Google Messages, and I got all excited. I'm like, "Oh, he's not on an iPhone." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So it's just funny about that. Um, all right, well, um, Michelle, we want to touch on the Pixel Buds before we uh, move on too far here. Uh, so tell us tell us the story the the, the tale of pixel buds (laughs) all right so ahead of the tomorrow launch event you know there's going to be rumored to be two new colors of the pixel buds pro which will be bay blue and porcelain but we'll also supposedly be getting a major update to the pixel buds pro feature set so um this comes via camilla what you got we always butcher this name. Wojciechowski. But, uh, Camilla. We've got to have our yeah, Pixel leaker extraordinaire yeah. Camilla um, <laughs> has discovered that the Pixel Buds Pro will be getting several new features, including conversation detection, cheering wellness, clearer calls, low latency gaming mode, and a Chromebook app. Nice. So conversation detection, um, if you're familiar with the AirPods Pro, it's similar to the conversation awareness feature on that device or the voice detect feature on the Galaxy Buds 2 Pro, which I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this feature will basically automatically change ANC to transparency mode whenever it detects you speaking so that, you know, you can hear your surroundings as you're talking to someone. Um, Google's version of the feature is slightly different in that it pauses the media instead of just lowers the volume, which I find kind of neat. Um, But other than that, it should work very similarly. You can um, supposedly also just tap your bud if it accidentally gets triggered to disable it. And another feature is hearing wellness. So this feature will try to protect your hearing by warning you if you've been listening to loud volumes for excessive periods of time. So um, excessive periods are defined like 80 decibels for over a 40-hour period. If you've been listening for music for longer than that, over that time period, you'll get a warning that you know maybe you should lower the volume to protect your long-term hearing. Mm-hmm. And I talked about a similar feature that was baked into Android 14. This seems to be a version of that feature that's specific for the Pixel Buds. Yeah. Um, nice. The next feature is clearer calls, which will use a new technology called Super Wideband to double the bandwidth of voice calls. So um, right now, a lot of voice calls you know, use like, low bandwidth um, for speech data being sent. So you kind of get like not high quality voice, but with uh, super wideband, you'll get cleaner, richer phone call audio. And this supposedly uses the new LC3 codec, which is part of um, Bluetooth LE audio, although I don't know if this will require Bluetooth LE audio or not. Hmm. Um, Camilla also reports that the Pixel Buds Pro will be getting clear calling support, which is not to be confused with clearer calls. I know it's, it's, it's confusing. Um, <laughs> clear calling is the feature that's already present on the Pixel phones, which reduces the background noise on the other side of the call so that you can hear the person talking to you more clearly. And then uh, the next feature is low latency gaming mode, which just lowers the latency of the audio that's you're using while you're playing a game so that you know you, there's a less of a delay between what you're hearing and what you're doing on screen. Yeah. Um, lastly, there's going to be a web app 
to manage your Pixel Buds Pro from a Chromebook, which is a nice thing, especially if you like to switch your buds between devices. Cool. I do want to note that for our folks watching the live stream or watching the video version of the show, we're looking at both Michelle and Camilla's uh, posts on X about this. I don't know if it still matters, but we get the little what's happening trending box on Twitter X, whatever. And already the Pixel 8 is trending. So um, that, that's, got, that's, got to be, that's got to be a good sign, at least in general, for, for here on Pixel Eve. Did, did I see on, on, your, on your Twitter page there that 60 hertz was also trending? Um, I just closed the tab. It might, it might have. It might have. Every single day <laughs> since the late newest iPhone launch. Pops up. Yeah, let's see. That same argument. It. it seems to be gone now. Um, but yeah, oh, it might okay. have been. I, I, I didn't know. If it <laughs> Is this about like the 15 having 60 hertz and why not 120 hertz? I, I, oh, I, 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 I don't, don't even get me started on this. Oh, geez. We're pushing Michelle's buttons. It's the silliest debate. All right, cool. Well, so uh, that's an interesting update to Pixel Buds. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow if this is all confirmed, although it looks pretty pretty good. So um, we've got our wishes, our Pixel Eve wishes documented. We'll revisit them next week. Juan, you won't be on the show, but you'll have to listen to hear us. Uh, uh, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll be okay, watching. Good. Yeah. Um, right. watching. And I, I hope everyone has a great Pixel Day tomorrow. I'm very, very excited about everything. So. Hey. <laughs> well, from Pixels to patrons, uh, every week we allow our very, very wonderful patrons, thank you for your support, to choose from between three news stories that we will discuss. And this week we had for our lovely patrons, um, the Google Earth app getting a new app uh, redesign. A uh, closer look at what 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 app what WhatsApp is doing with their redesign. A lot of redesigns going on. And a third redesign, which is the winner this week with 40% of the vote. Uh, Chromebook's interface looking more like Android. And this is about Chrome OS version 117 rolling out. And just like pretty much everything else, Google is just trying to material you up the world, and that will include Chrome OS. Um, so you will start to kind of notice more Chrome OS, um, more material UE kind of uh, functionality. Um, a lot of the you know settings, a lot of the UI elements will look very much kind of like your little Android 13, 14-y with kind of switching to these like large color blocks, big, big pill like buttons. And a lot of that, a lot of that is to take advantage of dynamic coloring where it will draw ex- accent colors off of your background to apply to your lovely new Chrome OS interface. Um, and yeah, just a lot of different uh, elements. It is interesting to note that the material uification of Chrome OS is a bit limited to the OS itself. If you have any Android apps on there, uh, they might not quite be rocket material. You depending on what version is. I think something about like think a lot of apps are stuck on Android eleven. Is that correct? Uh, I can't load the the article right uh, now. Still uh, <laughs> going from memory. <laughs> um, but this, but you know, material you Google loves it. They're pushing it. Um, and so, if you're the kind of person that really likes your material, your material you dynamic theming, and you are someone who loves Chrome OS and wish it w- wish it was a little bit more like Android, you're getting your wish, and it'd be. And this new update is rolling out in the next several weeks. So, yeah, here it is. So yeah. it says um, uh, Material U only works for Chrome OS Windows, but not Android apps. That's because it's still running Android yeah, 11, yeah. which doesn't support Material wow. U. We presume that once machines are updated to Android 13, they'll also show Material U colors in Android apps. And that was from the Android you know, Police you know article covering with? this. What do you need to play with? I, what, I, what I need to check out is, I believe, Windows 11 subsystem is running Android 13. Oh. Yes, and yes, I yes, wonder yes, yes, how that might mess with app design 
Because yeah. it's, it's funny to me that Windows 11 is actually more up-to-date on Android than Chrome OS is at present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just feels bad when you say it like that. It's but weird, I mean, it's true. right? This whole year has been so weird. It has been weird. I, I, now, I don't think this is a bad thing in terms of, like, everything should look the same, right? Like, Material U is out there. That should be, like, this, this to me, seems welcome, right? I mean, like, is there something I'm missing here that makes it oh, less yeah. or... No, no, I Chrome mean, OS that's pretty no. cutting edge when it comes to design, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I think it Chromebooks really, could really use good. the help. Yep. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's just like a problem, and it, it is good to see. Like, I, I, I will say that as a dev, one of the problems that we tend to have is, uh, and, that's, and this is not de- defending anyone too hard, uh, we all need to make an effort, but it's really weird. You know, they keep updating material, and then in terms of at least for Android devs, like the tools that we get to implement things like Material U, they tend to be quite staggered. So we'll, like, for example, right now, my husband and I had this conversation where we're still, some of us are still using Material 1, 2 components because, you know, there's a certain control or a certain thing that we need that isn't quite a Material 3. So yes, anything that is updated is really freaking awesome. And someone had to work really hard on that is basically yeah, what I'm trying to say. Sense. So it it is difficult, um, but it's always interesting to see how much they know they have to keep their, you know, the best foot forward with design. But it's a lot of effort, um, both creating the components for third parties to use and also doing it themselves. So, yep. yeah, bully on them for getting it done. Indeed. All righty. So that was the patron pick. You can go to patreon.com slash Android Faithful. We thank all of our patrons for t- participating and for supporting us. You guys are the best. That's awesome. Um, we're welcoming new patrons every week. Uh, honestly, it, it humbles us that you like what we do. So thank you to everyone for your support. Um, yeah, big, big heart icon. from Big yeah, heart. So. Sorry, I was making a big heart for the audience um, team only. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
All right, so that takes us to hardware, and it's very exciting because we got uh, we get it to talk about a cool foot. Not just one of us, but two of us on the call on the show today uh, get to talk about the Xiaomi 13 Pro T or what did I, the Xiaomi 13, 13 T Pro. 13 right? T Pro. So Michelle, take it away. Oh. 13 T Pro. Uh, ooh, there it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before I start, before I talk about the oh, phone itself, I go. want to talk a bit about the <laughs> the event itself. Okay. Because, uh, so you, got, you, know, you can't got, talk you about guys, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to go to the event. Oh, so. Michelle got to go oh, yeah, to the yeah. event, huh? Oh, there we go. All right. So tell us all about you it. You know, it's... You know, I could have stayed home like Juan and just gotten the phones, which is always an option. I mean, I it's, I would never say not to do that. You know, yeah. you get the phone anyway, you're going to review it. What? Why not, right? But for me, you know, I live in Houston and there's not much going on in Houston in terms of like photogenic things, right? So I love going on these trips because... Berlin is infinitely more interesting and varied. Well, so so, so back it up. I mean, I I don't have the context. <laughs> so so there was an event in Berlin. Like, what? what give us the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole travel. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Xiaomi invited a, a bunch of us, a couple of tech tubers from the U.S., of course from Europe, to attend their launch event in Berlin um, because they launched the Xiaomi 13 T series in Europe. It was actually the first area where they launched it. It didn't launch in China, and then they launched it later in Europe. No, it just launched yep. in Europe on uh, September 26th. So uh, they invited us to, to attend the launch event. Like I arrived uh, two days before and uh, it was actually the day of the Berlin Marathon. I had no idea. It was pretty cool. Just arrived there. I'm like, why are these, why, why is everyone lined up on the side of the road? Why is there a band in the middle of the street just like playing music? And it's like 8 a.m. Because like the hotel hadn't <laughs> opened. So we just went out to go have like brunch. <laughs> and then all of a sudden on the way back, there was a horde of people running through the street. So we literally <laughs> had to play like Human Frogger just to get back to our hotel. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was quite an interesting event because um, Xiaomi actually like booked out this art gallery to show off like all the photos they took from the Xiaomi 13T Pro, like through a professional photographer. His name was Giuseppe Nucci, and uh, he's like a professional photojournalist, and he like took photos of like people living their daily lives in like the countryside in various parts in Italy and Spain and, and etc. So like it's kind of cool to see the kinds of photography you can do from a smartphone and. You know, the Xiaomi was kind of going really hard on their partnership with Leica because that's something they started with the Xiaomi 13 Ultra, and they also brought over to their more um, affordable 13T line. And I know Xiaomi has a lot of phones. It's very confusing keeping up with, like, where their phones are. Their 13 series is their top-end flagship. The 13T is, like, a little bit below that. Yeah. Um, so this these, these smartphones are available in Europe starting at, I believe... Oh, boy... Starting at 649 euros for the 13T and 799 euros for the 13T Pro. And they both have basically the identical design. Like, you could not tell them apart if you just have them side by side. They even come in the exact same colors and materials for each, like, specific model. So even if you have, you can't tell them apart just by one has the, uh, the fake leather, the vegan leather, and the other has glossy black. No, they both have the same available colors. Same camera setups, exact same sensors. The only differences, the main differences are that the 13T Pro has the MediaTek Dimensity 9200 Plus and 120 watt charging, while the non-Pro has the um, Dimensity 8200 Ultra and 67 watt charging. Those are the main differences between the two, but otherwise they're basically the same phone. Okay. Um, but they both, you know, have a lot pretty some pretty neat camera features. Um, they have the like a authentic and like a vibrant looks. I took a whole bunch of photos while I was in um, Berlin, and, and we have some of those to, sh to show off here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you're on the video yep. show, I took a whole bunch of photos. 
this is pretty cool. I don't know what that statue thing is, but it's on the on the river on the uh, I forgot what river it's called. The Spree River near the center of Berlin. Like we got to see the Berlin TV Tower, the Mercedes Benz Arena, and part of the Berlin Wall. Cool. Fortunately, I didn't get to go up to the Berlin Wall itself. It's just our schedule was so packed. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Like touring around Berlin, seeing what Xiaomi, you know, was doing in Europe, which. One thing I did notice, uh, and I was TK. surprised. Yeah, TK. Everybody, TK was there. Yeah, in Europe, actually, I was surprised by the variety of phones people were using, especially in Germany. Like in the in the US, nine out of ten people are probably you walk around and they have an iPhone, right? And like occasionally you find a Pixel if you're lucky, or or, some, yeah. or Samsung most of the time. But in Europe, there's so much more variety of what people are using, and Xiaomi's actually doing really well in Europe. So I can see why you know they launched this phone in Europe and they. They went pretty hard on the marketing there. Yep. Yeah. It's a huge opportunity for them because of some of the issues that the BBK brands have been having. You can tell yeah. Xiaomi has really been stepping up their, their presence there because there's a little bit of a wedge. There's a little bit of a gap. Um, the phone is a screamer. The 9200 Plus is a fantastic chip from MediaTek. Uh, the performance has been fantastic. And it's nice seeing some of those other quality of life features making their way into the T-series. Like Michelle was saying, it's mm. it's always like their mid-year refresh is like their... It's it's not like a Poco or a Realme. It's not it's not a flagship killer, mm. but it is like a, a half-year, cheaper, high-performance phone. Mm. Um, but now we're starting to get so close. I'm actually a little concerned. Like, if you could shop a 13 Pro on a sale you might get pretty close to the launch price of the 13T Pro. And depending on what you need, like those differences are now getting finer and finer and finer. So I know that a lot of these companies, their marketing is kind of based on the novelty. It's something new, a new announcement, new announcement. It's just constantly bombarding you with novelty. But when you're really trying to shop all the parts and pieces, do you want the better camera sensor? Do you want... 120 watt charging do you want mm -hmm. it, it's like so granular now what what kind of decision you need to make when you're when you're trying to pick one or the other and this is just in xiaomi's bucket let alone all the other brands yep. that are making phones around that price point too yeah, yeah. and actually uh xiaomi has I mean, i'm sure you're all familiar with the xiaomi ecosystem like there's so many me branded stuff it's just insane you could probably build a house full of just xiaomi <laughs> stuff oh yeah uh, not in the u.s though we don't get like any xiaomi stuff no. in the US, so apart we, from like a, some stuff yeah. uh, just a minute while i was at newegg where we were getting xiaomi laptops and xiaomi scooters <laughs> and they were starting to talk <laughs> about other like home goods wow. and like iot stuff and then that was just before Huawei got crushed. Yep. And during that whole Huawei uh, debacle, when Huawei was trying to land the Mate 10 Pro at AT&T, Xiaomi was also added to the entities list. Xiaomi had to sue the United States government to get removed from that list, and they succeeded. Yep. Yeah. But they've never brought things back. Like, they were just about... I felt like we were so close to getting Xiaomi tech here. Um, it, it just seems like such a such a a, a missed opportunity to have yeah. some more competition. Yeah. We could have had the Cyberdog. I saw they yeah. had the Cyberdog oh, at the event, Cyber which is like it was at the event. Why? Oh, wow. <laughs> why is Xiaomi? I have only only God knows why they're making a robot dog. But it's Xiaomi. Like yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a bit about the actual phone, just quickly. Um, I have the 13T Pro in the Alpine Blue model. I don't know. 
what color do you have? Um, oh, I, I have the, the sort of, I don't, I don't know what the name is. It's the black, the piano right, black. Right. Mm. The black. So Actually, it's, I think it's super, super black. glossy. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's like glossy. reflection. Shiny. Look at that reflection. Now, yeah, that's get... Oh, look at that. That's oh, crazy. It's, it's, yeah. it's a oh, wow. <laughs> I, like, I really like the Alpine blue model because it has the vegan leather. So it's actually yeah. quite grippy. Yep. It's really nice to hold. It is a pretty big Vegan leather. I take issue with the vegan leather. Just call it. It's not leather. Just call it like, I don't know. I miss uh, uh, Mockadile. Some we had that when we really were kids, are Ron. really people attached to leather. Pleather, yes, pleather. Yeah, pleather was acceptable. <laughs> Why not call pleather? Yeah. So, I, 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 because I, I've, I've gotten to handle both, mm. but I, I, I'm using the uh, the glossy back. Uh, for yeah. anyone who might be shopping this internationally in the EU, mm. I don't think the glossy back is finished as well as the vegan leather back. Interesting. It's things about oh. like the the way that like the back kind of curves into the edges of the phone. The vegan leather kind of gives that. A little bit more of a buffer so the transition between edges is a lot softer and that's one of the only things on this phone that i feel doesn't seem as nice as the numbered version the the numbered xiaomi's feel just a little bit better pieced together um except for the vegan leather is almost indistinguishable from my xiaomi 13 ultra nice nice so yeah, um, first impressions. Yeah, it's it's big and wide, but it's not very not super heavy. So it is nice to hold. Like I mean, the previous phone I was using was the Galaxy Z Fold Five. So not many things are gonna feel as heavy as that. So I, I guess there's a little bit of perspective yeah. there. MIUI is definitely a big departure from stock Android, but in my opinion, it's not as much of a departure as One UI. Like One UI is a complete different beast in terms of like features. At least MIUI, there's not as many features. It is a big departure, <laughs> but it's not as overwhelming as One UI. It'll take some time to get used to. Right. And yeah, as you mentioned, performance is pretty solid. MediaTek, I've actually, I, I don't think I have any other flagship MediaTek chipset running devices like before this. The performance is, of course, very solid. Like it's just running stock and like going through apps, opening apps, and everything is pretty solid. I haven't tried any demanding games like Genshin Impact. Um, the charging speed is ludicrous, one twenty watt, like. I, I don't see myself ever actually taking advantage of 120 watts, like like actually needing it, because I'm pretty sure even just 40 minutes of charging on oh, the regular model is more about than enough. Well, yeah, it's about having it, right? It's yep. not, about- <laughs> <laughs> not about needing, it's about having it, right? <laughs> so, which is probably a good reminder. I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Those of you watching live, you can go to af.showbot.tv and put in your uh, picks for the show titles, because uh, it's not about needing it, it's about having it. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I like that. yeah. So, so Michelle, so, I, I, so, I, I encourage you to check that out because it's, uh, yeah, because it's, it. <laughs> it's, they estimate completely empty to fully charged in 19 minutes. That's what, yeah, and that's what it completely changes your relationship with a phone. Like I'm not as concerned because it lacks wireless charging and I'm not as concerned with putting my phone down on charging pads because Five minutes plugged in is roughly a day of use. Not a day and a night, yep. but like a sun up, sundown day. And I don't want to wait around yep. for yep. a wireless charging pad. But yeah, the performance on the media techs have been really interesting. There's only really been one Achilles heel that I found going from Vivos and Xiaomi's this year, which is like, you got to go really deep in the weeds. And you've got to have expectations that you're trying to use your phone like a laptop replacement. And if, if, if you're th- that person who wants to go mobile, like real nomad, I'm editing videos from phones, or maybe I want to record a podcast from a mobile device and do the entire thing from soup to nuts. Mm-hmm. 
all on that screen, um, it is performance is nearly indistinguishable from an eight gen uh, from an eight gen two. Yeah. So it, it's been a really good year for MediaTek, even though they don't always win these Antutu or Geekbench number score things. When I can take an hour of podcast audio, put some bumpers on it, and squish it down into an MP3, and that takes two minutes. That's pretty. Impressive. I feel. Yeah. I feel we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe another phone can do it faster. Sure, but I feel that's. Yep. Respect the like. I, I'm. I don't know what else I would be asking for. Yep. <laughs> in that situation from a phone. <laughs> so a uh, quick quick question from the chat. Uh, a asked in the chat. Uh, what do you guys think is better in general, Xiaomi or Huawei? If you had to compare the two companies in terms of, I, it's hard to tell now, right? I mean. It's, there's no question. If you're gonna, if you actually want to use a phone as a daily driver, Xiaomi is gonna be better because Huawei doesn't have Google yeah. apps. Right. Like I, I actually bought a P60 Pro while I was in Europe just because mm. I wanted a recent Xiaomi, recent Huawei phone, and I wanted the good camera because like Benson has been like raving about the camera on that phone. Yeah, it's a great. And yes, camera. the the app experience is still abysmal on on the mm-hmm. on EMUI. Like the the apps that it gave me as an option to install, there were like basically no name apps. <laughs> And then if I wanted to install any re- usable apps, like I, I, I just got to sideload them, right? Yeah. That's not something the average yeah. user is going to do. So no, without question, Xiaomi, if you're outside of China. Yep. I, I'd agree. And, and then also it's just the more current collection of partnerships. You know, what made Huawei so disruptive um, a couple years back were, I mean, things like having a relationship with Leica. And that's now transferred and Xiaomi is doing that kind of work really well now. And so I feel the, the more exciting spot uh, like Huawei is exciting because they're doing things we didn't think they could. Xiaomi is exciting because they are the tip of the spear. This is some of the most bleeding edge uh, content creation, photography, and video uh, hardware I've ever seen on mobile devices yeah. at all the prices that they're selling mobile devices right now. Yeah. Well, cool. And so um, I, quickly, Michelle, I want to plug you. You did a great write-up on the in the Android Reddit, uh, sub, in the Android subreddit on reddit.com um, of your rundown of the of the new device in comparison to the uh, uh, to the 13T and and all that great stuff. So I encourage everybody to go go read that and check it out. Really thorough, really good work there. And you got a trip out of it. That's pretty cool. So, hey. Um, all right, so thumbs up for Xiaomi 13T Pro. You guys are both you both both like it. Don't like what's what's the final I, final word? I really like it. You might want to shop in your region if there's a 13 Pro near the price because those are very interesting. That's a very interesting fight. My video is like because what Michelle was saying. There are so many Xiaomi devices that get launched over the course of the year. I worry that someone is just looking at the release date. And said, well, that's the new one. It must be the goodest one. And that is not (laughs) what Xiaomi is doing. They have a, there is a reason, but I also feel like this year, more than in some years past, the T-Series is not as clearly defined a difference from the numbered series. And so it makes that fight, it makes that comparison a little trickier to wrap my brain around. There's a consumer who's really going to be a good fit for the 13T. There's a consumer who's going to be a really good fit for the 13. This year, I feel there's a lot of Venn diagram overlap. Yep. Cool. Michelle, any final word? No, I mean, this is my first Xiaomi flagship in a very long time, and I'm pleasantly surprised oh, by the hardware. And can, can I, think, I just yeah, show real quick? Like, if, 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 I, if I hold this up, so this is one of the things that we're talking about <laughs> with this new stacked sensor. It, people who know, like, if you're chasing after a kid, uh, you've got about six shots with a pixel before it starts slowing down. Oh my god! Yes. So I'm just I'm just I, this is yep. the 13T Pro, and I'm just going to go. 
Let's see. All right, that's impressive. It's just he's just taking picture after picture, and it's not slowing down. Uh, let's. Uh, it's still going. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to tap this as kind of reasonably quick as I can, and it hasn't grayed out yeah. the shutter on me. They actually highlighted this during the launch of it. I think they said yeah. it's sixty seven percent or sixty something, sixty three percent faster. Uh, at capturing than the S23 Ultra. Like, they specifically compared it to the oh, S23 wow. Ultra well, during the event. Shutter lag on a Samsung, that's a pretty low bar, but <laughs> even, against, oh, <laughs> even against other, like, camera-centric phones, yeah. that's, like, I- I've never seen anything quite that responsive outside of a Sony. Because yeah. Sony loves doing that high burst rate, you know, eye-tracking autofocus, stuff like that. Mm. But when I can do, like, a slideshow, like, I can do a with individual shutter presses, not yeah. with like a hold the button, take a, a, a burst or anything like photos. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I can do kind of an eight to 10 frame per second slideshow of my daughter running through a park <laughs> and, yep. and I can keep up with her just for a couple seconds of that, that, that is pretty remarkable for this not being the most expensive phone that nice. they're selling this year. Cool. All right. So Xiaomi 13 T pro check it out. If you can, um, a couple other quick bits of hardware news. Um, uh, excitement is swirling around the OnePlus Open. Um, a lot of rumors, a lot of leaks that are happening because of the OnePlus Open. Um, and in fact, a OnePlus Open was spotted out in the world by uh, in the hand of Indian <laughs> actress uh, Anushka Sharma. Um, there was a photo taken of her in uh, in public holding the phone. Um, now, whether or not this was planted or on purpose or an accident this or a leak or whatever, staged. I know there was a lot of people who were saying it, it, um, it, it was it was staged. That that we definitely thought it would, uh, you know, it was more of a because who holds their phone like exactly that? like oh, look let at me make sure the l- branding is out. Yeah, the look at the camera lens that is so identifiable. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, yeah, so it's getting getting excited though. Excited to see what OnePlus has to has to offer in terms of the uh, in the foldable space. Um, we are very excited, but one kind of rumor to, to hit on that is that the um, uh, the OnePlus Open and the Oppo Find N3 uh, have been confirmed to be the same phone, which is no surprise given the relationship between the two. Um, the founder of OnePlus and SVP of Oppo confirmed it, um, and uh, the, the OnePlus Open and the Oppo Find N3 uh, are, apparently are going to have a hinge that's 37, 37% smaller than the Oppo Find N2's hinge, um, which is, you know, progress you know, from product over product, you know, device over device to be expected. Um, but I, I imagine the hinge will be something that they'll be touting uh, as part of the technology with the OnePlus Open when we get the full uh, breakdown of it. So um, very cool. I'm excited to have another entry into the foldable space. I Absolutely. think it's great. There's not that, that... I'm so anxious for this launch. I Because, you know, we talked about this before, yeah. I think, on the last time I was on. I was the Duo nerd. Yep. And the Pixel Fold has helped... Again, it doesn't quite scratch the itch of what I loved about the Duo for multitasking, but it seems like every iterative generation on these foldables has gotten me closer and closer to be going like, well, my Duos can now just be museum pieces. Right. I don't need to worry about <laughs> yep, them exactly. using them anymore. And and I feel like what I've seen from Oppo in this regard over the last year has been, I think that's like it's been the, the idea of this concept that I want to play with the yep. most. Especially that we're going to get a, an actual American flavor of yeah. it. I'm, I'm really stoked for that. Um, I, I do want to flag in the chat. Cousin of Ja referred to the uh, Indian actress uh, uh, saying it was uh, as staged as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Um, which, you know. 
Yeah, so there's a... There, well, you there, know, the NFL's pulling, like, huge numbers right I, now just because Taysom showed up. I mean, and uh, we'll see We'll see if she's so into football after her movie comes out. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> right. I mean, no publicity is bad publicity, yeah. so... so... Anyway, I don't want to get into that. We need, we need Taylor Swift to... We need Taylor Swift to get the message. Yes, that, that's when that's when iPhone that's when iPhone will finally support <laughs> our if, if we can get Taylor I, I, Swift in there with a pixel fold, uh, you know, keeping track of the game, sending so, RCS messages. <laughs> I don't. I, I should have asked. I don't think I can share the photo. But a friend of mine, a friend of his, was at a game mm. and was sitting in a um, a club uh, club suite not too far away from Taylor Swift. So he sends my buddy this photo like, oh, my God, I can actually from my phone camera zoom, I can see Taylor Swift. And my friend being the ultra Star Trek geek that he is goes, wait a minute, is the old lady sitting next to Taylor Swift using a Sony? <laughs> You're like, dude, it's Taylor Swift. I know, but I'm pretty sure the lady there is holding an experience. That's very funny. <laughs> So if Taylor Swift could like pick up a Sony, I'm sure we'd see double digit growth on yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sony's we'll North, North American presence. All right. And one more bit of hardware from Samsung, right, Wynn? Yeah, one more. And in fact, Samsung decided to kind of scoop the October 4th Pixel. It's their scoop in the Pixel event because actually they have already announced fan editions of the S23, Tab S9, and Buds, which basically are bringing you flagship quality features at midship, midship, midshipment, nope, mid, mid-range mid prices, yeah. mid-range prices. Yeah. So um, we, when we had first put this on the rundown, it was to be announced and they had kind of sent a little peaky, leaky peaky announcement in their X banner image of the new Epic uh, uh, and, and mentioned that we're going to reveal uh, new versions of the S23, S Tab 9, and their buds uh, on October 4th. But hey, you know what? It's already October 4th over in, in, in India. Uh, and the announcement was name, made on Samsung India's account. And so, yeah, if you are a Samsung fan and you feel like a Samsung edition, you got that for the S23 FE, Tab S9 FE, and the buds. Um, I mean, basically, these are, you know, t- again, touting similar features to the flagship just at more you know, mid-range quality and step specs and prices. Um, but yeah, basically the Galaxy S23 FE is a very solid Pixel 7a competitor. I think the price is about 600 USD. Um, and yeah, rocking that Exynos 2000 chipset. If you're getting one in Asia and EU in the US, the variant will carry the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, 6.3 inch AMOLED screen, 8 gigabytes of RAM, up to 200, 256 gigabytes of storage. And in the rear camera, you've got a 50 megapixel primary with um, optic image stabilization, 25, sorry, 12 megapixel ultra wide, and an 8 megapixel telephoto uh, with 3x zoom. And yeah, you're going to get a tab as well. Um, so, you know, the kind of like the big thing with like this year's, you know, fleet of S9s was basically they're trying to bring the quality of everything up. Um, but for those of you who didn't want to like pay a whole bunch for a new tablet, you can do the Tab S9 FE, which has, again, mid-range internals. Um, it's rocking the Exynos 1380, 6 to 8 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of base storage for 600 USD, which is a little more expensive than the Pixel tablet, but, yeah. you know... Um, it is in this case actually using uh, a LCD panel instead of those 120 hertz AMOLED screens that all of the S9s that were announced earlier this year have. Um, 
And yeah, and you got the buds as well to go with. Um, but yeah, check them out. The fan editions, if you are a Samsung Galaxy fan. And I really wanted to come up with a cute little like flagship-ish, but it's F-E, not F-I. So flagship-ish yeah. phones. You got them. <laughs> Can I just say, I there is nothing fan edition about like half the devices they've released under the fan edition name Agreed. anymore. It made sense yeah. with the note, the original note FE because there were people who legitimately love the note seven yep. and like, oh, are to you keep guys going to make me defend Samsung? Uh-oh. I'm no, I, I think that? fan edition. I think they just don't want to call it light, which would imply like oh, a lower right, quality right, version. Right. I mean, but so the, the thing is, is that, like, it's, it's just all marketing <laughs> and branding, right? Cause this is essentially yeah. their a, Right. This is the Pixel yeah, A yeah, exactly. for them, right? And so like, you know, so right. so like but fan edition, it just I agree with you, Michelle. It's just like there's nothing right. fan yeah, about it, this, right? Like it's an yeah. unfortunate name, but I'm really glad to see Samsung pivot back yeah. where I think Samsung got so rocked by the Pixel pricing that that's why we didn't get the F E twenty two. And they needed to scramble, like it's not much of a fan perk to sell like a $700 compromised phone. When again, we've had those conversations. You, you go to your carrier store and if you have the means and you have the good credit, you can just walk out the door with a galaxy S 23. Like that's not right. hard for a lot of consumers out there. So I'm really glad to see them pivot back. And now this looks like appropriate competition. This is why we need strong third place players yep. The, the, the Pixel 6, the Pixel 7 surprised not only tech journalists, but so many other manufacturers that now we're seeing the ramifications of that with more competitive pricing on these. these uh, I, I don't, and you're right. I don't know when, what, what to call them. It's not a mid-ranger, but it's definitely not a premium tier phone, but it's somewhere on the border between yeah. mid think, and expensive. Yeah. Just, just replace FE with the word light and it all makes sense. Well, it's the S23 yeah, light. And, but I, I agree with light. you. The name is unfortunate. But I get the connotation of not wanting light because light <laughs> yeah, from yeah. a market, I put on my marketing hat for a second, light, um, not yeah. as robust, not quality. as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have bad memories of Samsung lights yep. Back in the day, yep. I would not want to revisit that <laughs> word. But I, I think you're right, Michelle. They should probably start looking at, is it worth making this another letter? Yeah. I, I know you get the psychology of it's a Galaxy S23FE and Galaxy S's are the good ones. Hmm. But it, it, it also just adds to the confusion of which one would you buy. And, and it's not like $600 is an impulse buy. Right. That it's still a, a yeah. decent that used expensive to, that, that used to be the flagship flagship price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. So, yeah. You know, you, you some might think they could just copy Google and call it the A series, but they already have an A series, so they can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, naming is they could copy copy Google copying Samsung. So, we'll uh, adjust one of our axioms uh, from hardware is hard to marketing is hard. Thanks to Samsung. Naming is yeah. hard so. for sure. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up for hardware. We're going to get into some apps news, um, and uh, I'm I'm a little upset, everybody. Um, you might remember about a year ago. Uh, Google Messages rolled out a nifty little thing at the top of the Messages app in the UI. It could sort your messages by personal and by business. And it pulled out using the wonderful Google AI, it pulled out all of those OTP messages and two factor messages. And, um, 
anything that was seen as from a business versus what was coming from your friends and all that sort of stuff. And I loved it. If you listen to our former show all about Android, I heralded, I said, this is fantastic. This is Google thinking about us as users. And then the other day I was putting my kids to bed and I quickly got a text message and I went to go look at it and I saw those were gone. And I went, oh, that's weird. And so then I'm trying to navigate getting a toddler into bed while trying to like look in the settings. I was like, oh, the app must have updated and it's turned off or something. And I go into the advanced settings and it is gone. And so I run to the Android Faithful Discord, which you can get access to by being a loyal member on Patreon. Um, and I was like, anybody else run into this? And it was pointed out to me that it was confirmed that the new Google Messages app that rolled out last week remove the nav drawer. So if you remember th this app had a nav drawer on the left side, they completely removed it. And in doing that, they got rid of uh, the the options to look at ar your archive and spam and blocked. And they also got rid of the top organizational tabs that I love so much. Uh, they are gone. And yeah. my question here is simply why Google, why? Um, I don't love it. So like, so now I don't think anyone likes this change. No. And what's, so what's, what's the, what's the, what's the point? So they got rid of the hamburger menu in the upper left-hand corner. It's now replaced with a, a Google icon that does nothing. And you get to the settings now by tapping your face in the icon in the upper right-hand corner, like other Google apps, which is fine, but why get rid of the smart sorting? I don't understand. It was, yeah. it was so, it was so delightful. It was like, it was like it, like a little flavor of inbox for text messages, right. and I loved having that divided. And I don't know how to replicate that, and that makes me sad. Right, and it's yeah. Sorry, this this had like an interesting little history. It was originally India exclusive because like in that country, OTPs are so so popular. They used mm -hmm. for like everything yep. that they like needed some way to filter them out for the main inbox. But then they brought it over to the U.S. and like everyone loved it's it. It's great. Like, want yeah. It was great. Like categorize their inbox. Yeah. And now it's gone, and I don't know why. I I, I hope that it's an oversight because now when you go into the settings and into the section where you could turn on that window, it is it is a very lonely settings in that section because I think there's only one option left, which is uh, deleting OTP after 24 <laughs> hours, which is which is great, which yeah. I'm glad they didn't get rid of. Yeah, that's great. But it's just like, what is going on? And so then I thought it was interesting because there there was there, there there seems to be a lot of activity around Google Messages for whatever reason, right? So they made this this update, they made this change, um, then they also started rolling out uh, a redesign to the voice recorder uh, aspect within Google Messages, right? It's getting a little more material UE and all that sort of stuff. So we've got that kind of redesign happening. Um, and then also uh, they, they uh, are testing a new conversation picker from the share sheet. Um, which we love the share sheet, right? When that there's a developer, yep. Yep, you know, so, share sheet. Um, um, so <laughs> they're trying to give you more context yep. though. Like I, it looks, I, I mean, it's hard to tell because obviously someone had to, uh, yeah. privatize blank it out, yeah. blank it out. So, but I think they're trying to give you more context when you paste something. So you kind of remember what you're saying to whom when you're trying to paste stuff, which is fair, yep. but it's, it's a lot going on, uh, in messages yep. so much. There's a lot of changes, which going back to the pixel event, is this changes in advance of something that we don't even know about? You know, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt as someone who loves messaging and loves 
RCS and loves the Google messaging app and has abandoned Textra and all the other like third party apps. I'm like, okay, Google, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hitching my, I'm hitching my, uh, I'm sorry. I just did it. I didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, did, yeah, I just watched, yeah, I just saw like three devices light up. I, I looked around too and like I'm wearing headphones. So you wouldn't have activated all my phones, but I'm so, so used to it. Yeah. So, so triggered. I apologize to everybody listening if I, if I triggered your devices, but okay, G, I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to you on messaging. Do, do me right. All right. And give me back that, that, those, those, uh, inbox esque sorting features and messages. Cause my text messages yeah. are a mess now. It is a mess. I got so used to having all the business crap. Which I still want. Like I, I want to get the the text message telling me that my order is ready. I can go pick it up. Great. I still want that. Just separate that from my baseball chat with my buddies and my, you know, my, the yeah. other things like that. So I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I, I'd argue that this is kind of like the material threeifying because I think something that you know with material three and I think was it twelve where everything is getting bigger. Everything is getting. I mean, I guess for lack of a way of better saying it, it seems a little more novice beginner friendly. Yeah. You know, it has that feel of being kind of more of a I don't know, less power usery interface is just what, what I can say. And like the challenge is like actually as Material 3 has come out, they've basically been stripping out things like, yeah, don't do the hamburger menus. Don't do not do dense menus. Like they really want people app design to kind of be stripping things down and trying to reorganize it to be as simple and as shallow as possible. Yep. But that also means that when you have something that is a complex feature that is, you know, something like sorting where you, you need to show people information, th- all of us app devs are like, where where do we put things yep. now? And so things like what happens is now you they have a feature that you love, for example, Ron, which requires the space and which is not now not following preferred, you know, much more simplest, uh, like minimalist, you know, design guidelines. And now that people are like, well, where the fuck do we put things? Yep. Um, and I think this is also left hand, not talking the right hand in terms of design and 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 features. But the Google app, there's material, there's a material team, and there's all the teams that actually have to use it on the Google apps. Yeah. Dis- discrepancy there. And that definitely reads like current Google right now, where I'm, and I'm sure everyone in this room has met like some of the most talented and passionate engineers and developers working for this company, and then they don't get marching orders that line up with other yeah. divisions in, yeah, in the, happens uh, all the time. But, but like you were saying, Quinn, and uh, like Clinton Woodward uh, is saying in the chat, don't dumb down the functionality. If you want to streamline this, that's fine. You could still give me a messages pro mode right. or something to let me categorize this stuff like the way that I had it before. And that's always one of the things that concerns me is, the power users become evangelists for certain features and for certain clients and these apps and these services. And then you're like, but now, now I can't use it how I liked it. And I'm going to be a little deflated if someone's like, oh, I just switched to a pixel. And what do you think about RCS? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah well, good. and here you missed when it was better. To though. your point, why not just make it an option? Why not make it an yes. option? Like I literally yeah. had this conversation at work today in my day job. We were talking about UI stuff and like two options and like, Give the user the option and let them choose. Yeah. We have, it's 2023. It's almost 2024. We have the ability <laughs> to give them options and power users understand it and average users not use it. Like that's, that's not, Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, you can tell when I get, it, it really, up. unfortunately, it really shouldn't be that, yeah, that hard. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately with the removal of this feature, you know, it seems that messages is no longer going in the direction of becoming more like Gmail. And now Gmail is going in the direction of becoming more like messages because of the new yeah. feature that is starting to roll out today, 
which is emoji reactions. <laughs> Look at Michelle with those segue. Bravo. So you, segue. You, that's like, that's like you just like, honestly, like Scott Pilgrim style, you just podcasting unlocked, right? Like you, you just leveled up there, Michelle. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> so according to 9to5Google, Gmail is in the process of rolling out emoji reactions in the Android app, which will be also coming soon to the iOS and the web versions of Gmail. And as you'd expect, this will allow you to react to emails using emojis. So if other people are using Gmail, they'll see those emojis underneath the email message. But uh, if they're non-Gmail users, they'll be receiving it as replies to the original email. Oh my God, which is oh, aw- which is awful. So so immediate immediate reactions, by the way. And we're looking at an example of Gmail where it's like somebody got a picture of a puppy and then all the emoji reactions underneath it. So two things. One. For better or for worse, I, I use Outlook for my work, for my day job, and Microsoft recently rolled out emoji reactions in Outlook, which at least they're not as integrated in this. Like every now and then you'll see like a little like, you know, thumbs up in the corner. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, someone reacted an emoji was. But this Gmail execution of the emoji reactions of everyone on the thread at the bottom of the email, this looks just like Slack. Right. Like when, it, I, you know, I mean, like yeah. when there's yeah, a yeah, Slack, when there's a Slack post and there's like, and you know, hundreds of people in the channel, and everyone's reacting in that way. And it's a mess. It's like, and if it's going to, you're going to get responses via email. That's insane. I can't handle. It, it, so it, it, there are many- some caveats. I, I know you're all worried about, oh, that one moment there's going to be a mass reply all chain. Yep. And then like a thousand people just sending a reply will like have their emojis spammed to everyone else. Um, there's going to be some restrictions like, uh, emoji reactions won't be supported if you receive an email via BCC, if you're replying to an encrypted message, or if an email is sent to a large group. And who's defining a large group, by the, the way? I, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, yeah. but um, you can't send emoji reactions like infinitely. You, you you can't do more than 20 reactions to the same message, <laughs> and um, you also I think only 20. 50 unique reactions are apparently allowed. So yeah, there's it's. I can imagine some chains will be a mess. I can kind of see why they're doing this because, you know, if someone, like in the example shown above, you just send a cute puppy photo, right? You don't want 50 different people saying, nice photo, cute dog, right? If they could just react I'm, to the original message with an emoji. I'm, I mean, in situations I, like that, it makes sense. Nope, nope, nope. Email is I, transactional. I, I, email is I'm sending you yes. information. I want to receive information. I don't want you Keep to... Email, email. I don't want hearts in response to it. I don't want anyone on a thread I have to have the option of up to 20 emoji reactions to the same message no. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that the correlation between people that I would have an email thread of this nature on where they would want to where they would want to use all the reactions are also the kind of people who would not use a BCC. Them's your relatives. They're just putting everyone in their address (laughs) book on. So we're all screwed, y'all. I'm sorry. Love you guys. I I see no upside to this. This is brutal. Sorry, we're all just (laughs) so mean. We don't want it. Um, I do think <laughs> do, it, not, I do, do not want. I do think it's interesting that that, that they're using the um, the undo send functionality to allow you the same functionality underlying technology is what allows you to change your emoji reaction. So you get the email, you respond, and then you've got thirty seconds to change it to nineteen other responses. <laughs> Oh, man. That's too funny. Oh, man. Yeah. And hopefully they don't put notifications for this crap because can you oh, imagine your notifications yeah. saying, like, you know, your 15 aunts, like, hearted this thing? Yeah. Oh, my yep. God. Yep, exactly. 
Yeah, no, and this is and this is like you know, and 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 packing and W in the chat says this is like Discord or like Slack or whatever. It's like you're right, Michelle. I mean, it's like it's it's trying to make email not like email and more like messaging, yeah. but in like the in like the not community, but like the uh, collaborative platforms. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like that ship sailed with Google Wave. Yep. Yep. Now email just needs to be email. And in fact, I'd like to get back to inbox yep. style. Like don't don't give me these cutesy like collaborative things. Yep. I have a dozen services that are cutesy and collaborative. Yep. I would like to see email get simpler. Yep. And and that would be that would be Right great. now, I mean, I've yeah. been I've been a G- Gmail supporter for a long time and right now Gmail's feeling very bloated. Right now, it's feeling very mm-hmm. heavy. Agreed. Feels very heavy compared to what it used to be. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've mentioned this in the show before, but I added reactions to the Trello Android app, and we did reactions back in 2017, 2018, and even then, it felt like it felt uh, too late or inappropriate in 2017, 2018 to be adding <laughs> like re- it just felt like a, a fatty thing to add reactions to it. So, seeing Gmail add it in 2023, I'm like, oh, you guys. Yep. That's Aww. cute. Yep. That's so cute. No. <laughs> All right. No. Well, so speaking no. of email. No hard emoji for you. Um, we like to get emails from you, minus your emoji <laughs> re- reactions. Uh, you can email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We do, do, do love to hear from you. We read every email we get. I try to respond to every email we get. Um, if we, And sometimes responding is responding to you on the show, so you got to listen. But if you get an email from me, in response, text-wise, it means you didn't make the show. So just fly there. So, um, all right. Well, when you've got the, we've got one email this week. So, what do we got? We do, and we have a lovely email from that originates from one of our lovely patrons, uh, Jonna, Jonathan Blade, Jonna, Jonna, Jonathan, 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 Jonathan Blade. Jonathan Blade. Jonathan Blade, Jonathan Blade, like Johnny. Anyway, um, cheers, kids. I'm so happy that last call on your discussions has been extended and that many more rounds are to be enjoyed. Oh, us too, Jonathan. Uh, I wanted to shoot you a message that I posted in threads as well, because in my opinion, it's pretty important to know slash clarify. Things may have changed for Android TV, but your Play Movies content exists directly in the service as a super category with live TV, apps, and your library, Play Movies and TV. You also still have access to all of your purchase content inside of the YouTube app. In my opinion, anyone who buys digital movies should be using Movies Anywhere to sync it across all major services so that if any single service ever decides to shut down, users still have access to their content. I believe that ultimately, Google will incorporate all media into YouTube, but the ham-fisted process of piecemealing it over, out over a decade is incredibly boneheaded. I'm just so happy huh. by that last sentence so much, Jonathan. Uh, anyway, anyhow, happy to be part to be a part of Team Faithful, Jonathan Blade via Patreon. And this was in response to the shutdown <laughs> of Google Play TV and Movies app yeah. on, on Android yes. TV, which which a lot of people mm-hmm. a lot of people wrote in or commented to us that we were yeah. a little more flippant of that than we should have been. We we're like, oh, whatever, it's going away. I think, and, except for me, you were, who has to. you were who uses it, and I and I do say going back to what we we're saying, I think that was a byproduct of us being so beaten down by Google. Kill- things that when it happens yeah. it's just like well there's another thing you know like it just it, you know so yeah. and i do agree with john and again, jonathan blade here that um it's all going to be in youtube in like a year or two oh, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. And, yeah and i feel again they they do this like little kind of cute blog post saying hey we're going to move this over and they don't do a very good job of getting out ahead of all the stories because now you have to know the headline is going to be google kills fill in the blank yeah, yeah. Like they did with the podcast app. Like, yes, we know it's going to be in YouTube music. Sure, podcasts are going to live somewhere else. It's not like Google's giving up on podcasts and YouTube. 
But Google isn't leading that discussion very well. Right. They're letting, they're, they're putting out like this little simple cutesy, like it's a press release and don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And then there's like a vacuum of conversation surrounding it where other people are going to, to kind of reinforce that image of killed by Google. Yep. So I think at, at this point, We've already seen uh, Google Play Music migrate over to YouTube Music. Yep. You know, YouTube plus YouTube Music. We've seen Google Podcasts migrate over to YouTube. We've seen Google Play Movies and TV migrate over to YouTube. At this point, if Google launches any new audio visual visual service that isn't integrated with YouTube, expect it to eventually be killed and migrate. Oh, over. sure. Yeah, no. That's, yeah, uh-huh. that's the smart thing to do, yeah. right? They should do no, that from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. But if they decide we're going to experiment with this new platform and it's not part of YouTube, I wouldn't get too invested on it. I would expect it to migrate to YouTube eventually. Yep. That's just the way things seem to be going. Yep. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, like we said, you can email us at uh, uh, contact at androidfaithful.com or if you're a member of our Patreon, you can message us there. Um, we love to hear from folks. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you, Mr. Bagnell, for joining us. Uh, you are the yeah, best um, uh, here on Pixel Eve. I couldn't think of anyone better to celebrate it with. Um, <sighs> Uh, I'm so stoked. So where can I'm, people I'm, find more of your stuff, your content, as they say um, in the biz? Some gadget guy all over the internet. I, I I followed like four or five new followers on Mastodon just while we were live streaming today. Cool. So I'm really excited to see some more people chatting over there. Um, but my home site is somegadgetguy.com. My YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash at somegadgetguy. Uh, and I just, uh, you'll also see me as a gun for hire on a number of other uh, publications and podcasts and stuff like that. So I, I, I get around. I would like to take just one extra second from my last appearance on this podcast to just remind people that Apple still has not updated the iPhone to support location trackers, and they are still holding this market hostage for their own benefit to sell AirTags. I have sent some queries to the FTC and to the California State Attorney General, and I feel this is a conversation that without any disclosure from Apple or a timeline, that this would be an anti-competitive and anti-consumer move if anyone else would like to help reinforce that conversation with your local and state governments. I'm just saying we're getting to that point where some disclosure is probably warranted. Hot damn, preach, Juan, so preach, Bravo. love it. Yeah. You're saying Apple needs to get the message, is that right? <laughs> it works It works on... Apple needs to send the message as to when we can expect them to contribute to a standard that they themselves threw a hand grenade into location security yeah. and privacy. It, 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 no, you're totally right. So it would be nice It works on multiple levels, ball. getting the message, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Apple, so. All right, well, Juan, thank you so much for fighting the good fight, and thank you for being our first, second guest uh, on Android Faithful, you're the best. <laughs> I'm so stoked. This is so good. <laughs> All right, so, um, so I know everyone's going to do their rundowns. I, we were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Um, is anyone here, or like, are you guys going to be doing any live tweeting, streaming for Pixel? Oh my God, we completely forgot to, to to hype it at the top of the show. We will be, in fact. Um, yeah. Michelle, why don't, why don't, why don't, where's yeah? I'll mention. Yeah, that. Why, don't, why don't we uh, go around the horn, Michelle? Where will you be to, tomorrow after the Pixel event? So I'll be live on DTNS um, at 12.45 p.m. Pacific to, I think, 2.10 p.m. Pacific, um, talking about the after the show, because obviously at that point, the Made by Google event will have already been done. Um, So we'll be doing a post-show discussion. But when will be... Doing it live, right? Live show. Yes, with with, with, uh, average 
a totally average, not special audience member, Jason Howe. I'm going to be on twit.tv slash live starting at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. or sorry, 10 a.m. Eastern, and we're going to cover it live, and you will, will be there for color commentary and opining on the Pixel event. Yep. So yeah, check out check it out, twit.tv slash live. Yep, so went on Twit with Jason in the morning for the event live, the live commentary, and then Michelle on Daily Tech News Show um, that afternoon. You can watch that on uh, twitch.tv slash Internet. You can watch it live at 4 p.m. Eastern, or you just subscribe to DTNS and listen to it afterwards. I know I will be. Um, I will not be doing anything, um, but uh, I might be. I'm supposed to. I was talking about. I was talking to Miriam about uh, going on to Miriam's podcast. Uh, her uh, her uh, next episode comes out over the weekend. Talk about the Google event, um, and so I will promote that next week when it's out, and you go go and listen to that. Um, but lots of talking about Google, lots of uh, podcasting yeah. with friends, all good stuff. Juan, will you be doing anything anywhere, or you're just gonna be watching at home? I, I was asking yeah. literally just because I would like to know where to go tomorrow. <laughs> so if if I wasn't gonna have like a good home yeah. for like some good chatter and discussion during the event then i was probably just going to be like cranky on threads or mastodon <laughs> nice. Go for it. i don't think live tooting yeah. is a thing you know, the <laughs> oh, they're toots i and i, I mean, just I don't want to yeah I, I but you know what i mean michelle it's like it's not set up to just have like oh no the, you threads know, don't really work post very after well post on mastodon post like post. it just doesn't work that way no. so but I, I will I'd much be... rather just hang out in someone's chat right I will be posting live um, about Android and software releases tomorrow, you know, during the event, because we're, we're assuming, based on the leaks, that and- Android 14 will be launching tomorrow. So I will be posting a lot if that does happen. So if you want to, you know, follow me on Twitter, at Michelle Ramon, to see what is new in the world of Android, you can go ahead and do that. And uh, also, if you want to support me, I also have my own Patreon, at Michelle Ramon. I uh, do... Semi regularly, uh, like exclusive posts related to the world of Android. But also, if you just want to join the Discord where we chat a lot about Google phones, Android, and all of the stuff, you can support me to get access to that Discord. And also, just if you want to support the work that I do, because it, it takes a lot of work to dig into Android and figure yep. out what's going on, because Google doesn't make it easy with how many things they have going on. There's just, yeah, there's just so much going on that it, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. So I'd yep. appreciate if you could support me. Cool. Awesome, Michelle. Thank you so much. All right, Wynn, uh, where can folks find you aside from Twit, twit yes. tomorrow? <laughs> yes, well, um, I'm normally here. And if you haven't caught the live stream, then you don't notice that Juan and I wonderfully color coordinated today. I was going to make a joke about the new coral colorway they were going to introduce for Pixel 8, yada, yada, yeah. yada. But you want to catch the live stream or the VOD at least to see how lovingly uh, or not lovingly, but how uh how awesome, awesomely we color coordinated. Um, otherwise, you can find me on my website, randomlytyping.com. I am an Android dev, even though right now I'm a little bit independent-like. Um, but you can find any talks uh, and related code, slides, uh, and video for those talks on my website, randomlytyping.com. Excellent. Next Excellent. Day. And uh, yes, I will be... Uh, you can follow me on all the socials. I'm Ronixo on uh, all of them out there. Um, I will be working my day job tomorrow uh, during the event. I'm very upset because um, I'm in New York. I could have gone to it, but yeah. Um, but if you're looking for another podcast that has nothing to do about anything with Android, um, head over to ifanboy.com where I talk to my two buddies uh, about all things uh, TV and movies in the latest episode of Media Explode, um, where I talked about uh, watching the show This Fool on Hulu, which is very funny. Uh, it takes place in South Central LA. Uh, Michael Imperioli's in it. Very good. Um, and then we go in-depth we go in on the cancellation of Winning Time on HBO, um, a show that we, that oh, we 
oh, really yeah. liked. Yeah. So go to ifanboy.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there. Check it out and stay for the comic talk that I don't participate in, but um, good times. So um, <laughs> good stuff. Um, well, thank you, Juan, so much for joining the show. Um, happy Pixel Eve uh, to you. Thanks for having Yay. me. Um, and want to remind everybody, you can go to androidfaithful.com where you can subscribe to all of our different spots where you can subscribe. You can see previous episodes. We've got the video embedded on there. You can watch the video episodes or go watch them on YouTube or um, or wherever your, your, your podcast of choice to listen to is there. It's all on our hub at androidfaithful.com. Uh, and we appreciate everybody for going to that website and doing the whole thing. Um, so that's going to wrap us up for this week. Um, this podcast records and releases every Tuesday night. Uh, so like I mentioned, be sure to subscribe at androidfaithful.com. Email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. Have a wonderful Pixel day tomorrow. We love you all, and we will see you next week for our breakdown of the Pixel event. Uh, until next time, we are the Android Faithful. <laughs>